We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It is January 8th. It's 2020. We got nine basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Kyle Murray. How are you doing, my friend? Pretty good, yeah. You know, just getting over a little bit of a cold, but nothing that uh, no one else isn't used to during this time of year. So, uh, yeah, if, I feel a little bit better, so I'm excited to talk some NBA with you. You know me. Um, I, I hate colds, too, so. Yeah. I'm definitely um, ready to, you know, break in the new year. I'm starting to feel better too, finally. So um, right there with you and um, ready to, uh, you know, talk some hoops here. You know, Tuesday slate, we're, we're recording a little earlier than we usually do, but Tuesday slate's still going. Um, personally, for me, I just need this, like, Lakers game to be a dud, KCP to put up, like, 30 fantasy points, and it would be a pretty good night for me, so. <laughs> Um, you know, nothing out of the unordinary, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) so let's get into this nine game slate here. A lot of question marks on the slate. Like, you know, we are a first look podcast. I I talk about this all the time. 
first look podcasts are great and there's a lot that we can usually cover. Um, but sites like this, it's a little tougher because there's a lot of question marks. We'll do the best that we can. We start here at Washington at Orlando. No total in this game. That's going to be a theme throughout this podcast. Uh, Bradley Beal is questionable. Bertans, Bryant, Hachimarera, um, Miles, and Wagner are all out. Aminu, Michael Carter-Williams, and Isaac are all out for the Magic. Uh, let's start here with Washington. Not a great matchup um, going up against Orlando. They're you know one of the better defensive teams this season. They play at a pretty slow pace, so it's a down pace game for Washington. Tougher defensive matchup. Um, it, it's all going to ride on Bradley Beal, right? Yeah, I mean, if, if if Beal plays on FanDuel, that price is just kind of ridiculous. I was on uh, Grinders Live on Monday, and I was talking about it. And it's like they're like FanDuel is accounting for these zeros into his price because his price just keeps dropping. Like last game, he was uh, eighty one hundred on FanDuel. Now he's seventy nine hundred. So if he plays, I think you can go here. I know you kind of mentioned it. Not a great matchup. Obviously, a pace down spot considering Magic are one of the slower teams in the league, while Washington's one of the faster. But at that price, I think Bradley Beal would be a really good option, even in a, a slow matchup. And I would, what I would assume would be, a, uh, I guess, a lesser plentiful DFS environment than normal for the Wizards. But if he sits, there's just guys that are picking up minutes and, and usage because of it. But the, uh, the prices are up. So a guy like Jordan McRae, price 6,100 on FanDuel now, uh, and now he's up to 6,600 on DraftKings. So uh, I do think he'd be a guy who'd be in line for another night where he gets a ton of minutes. But at that price... Does he really have, you know, the upside to really six x this one frequently? So you probably need thirty six, forty points um, to, you know, feel comfortable with that score, and that's just kind of a six x uh, value. So a um, little iffy on this team if Bradley Beal even sits because these prices have kind of caught up to that now. But um, if Bradley Beal plays, I think he'll be one of the better options on Fanduel, and he could even. It's hard to say because we're doing this the night before, but he could even be contrarian in a tough matchup, even though the price is just kind of ridiculous. Yeah, you know, Bradley Beal obviously would be in play if he plays, and, like, his minutes are not going to be restricted. Um, I think they have no intention on rushing him back, though. Like, yeah. you know, this this leg injury, like, why why, why rush him back? Like, he – Washington's pretty much done for the season. They're not, they're not doing anything this year, and I think they understand that. So, I don't see a reason to rush back Bradley Beal. I actually like Jordan McRae. Like, you know, we, we've seen a massive usage bump, but, like, look at the shot attempts. Like – the dude took 24 shot attempts the other night, shot 33%. Yeah, he got some blocks. He got some seals to help him get there. But he shoots a little bit better, like just a little bit better. Yeah. Um, the, the usage and shot attempts, the minutes, everything is just so high right now for McCray that, you know, even at 6,600, I think he's very much in play. Ish Smith, I think his price is a little too high. Um, I'm not going to necessarily talk you off of playing Ish Smith. Troy Brown Brown Jr., he has some upside. Like, we saw him do really well. Um, like, he was one rebound away from a double day of, double the other night. Like, he, he he's right at it. Like, you know, his price decreased 700 bucks. I think that, you know, he's going to have to play a ton of minutes in this game. The only other guy that I, I think that, you know, we need to, you know, somewhat mention here is Mahimi. Um, they're going to need his size here against Vooch. Um, and, and, you know, we saw him play – 24 minutes against Boston the other night, but like he, he's just going to have to play minutes here. Um, you know, this last time these two teams played Orlando kind of blew Washington out and he only had to play 20 minutes, but if this game stays close, like they're going to need Mahimi to play minutes to match up with Vooch. 
Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you. And back to McCray, he's going to play a ton of minutes as well, so you can really count on his minutes there if Beal were to sit. So I think you make really good points on both of those guys. And even though it's not the best matchup, these guys are pretty locked into these minutes right now with all of these guys out. So uh, I agree with all your points. Um, as far as Orlando goes, like this is an amazing spot for the Orlando Magic. It's just like Vooch's price, um, you know, jumped up a lot here recently. I, I still think he has upside, but – I don't know if he necessarily has a massive ceiling, but look what the dude did last game out against Brooklyn. Like, he put up 11 actual points in that game. Played terrible, but he had 24 rebounds. Like, with Isaac out, Vucha's rebound rate is going to be up. It's just 9K. It's a great matchup against Washington, but give me some of these cheaper Magic players, um, I think, is where I'm going to be leaning. Yeah, I think there are a few good centers that we're going to talk about later, and, and Vooch is definitely one of them. Uh, an interesting thing is he's actually cheaper on FanDuel. Wait, wait, so he's 8-8 eight, eight over there uh, compared to 9 on DraftKings. So I like him a little bit more over on FanDuel. But, um, yeah, you mentioned it. The rebounds should definitely jump, and we saw it with, with uh, Isaac out for that first game against Brooklyn. I think he had 18 points and two rebounds until you know he, he got his next bucket or whatever. So 18 points before he scored his second bucket which is just insane. He's just doing everything but scoring that last one. And obviously it's a great matchup. So you can go to a few different, a few of these magic here. I think Vooch should probably be number one for me, especially on Fando. I think that's just a, a pretty fair price. And I think it's an overall really good spot for him. But yeah, you can go to, I think you can go to Markel Fultz here in this one. And then um, even a guy like Evan Fournier. And then a little salary saver could be Wes Alundu. I know he's a guy who doesn't really do much, but he's going to be on the floor for at least, you know, 26 27 minutes minimum we've seen him get more of the last two games with Isaac being out or dealing with that injury coming out so um yeah I think he's a guy who could possibly be one of the salary relief relievers on the slate uh yeah those would probably be the main three for me and then you can you can play Aaron Gordon here in this one I would just prefer to do uh go Vooch or even uh Fournier over him I think Gordon has a nice floor I don't know necessarily what his ceiling looks like here I think that you know Aaron Gordon that 6,200, his rebound rate is really up to with Isaac out. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about usage and all that stuff when, we, when we're talking about players missing games. But Aaron Gordon's um, rebound rate is up. So, like, you know, two straight double-doubles here against Utah and Brooklyn, it's a good spot. Like, I, I think he's very much in play. Um, Fultz coming off of a career high, uh, 25 actual points. Shot 20 times last game. That's one of the reasons that Vooch didn't shoot as much. But – yeah, and I don't hate my boy DJ Augustine in this spot. Um, you know, he's the guy at 5,300. I don't think a lot of people will play. And he put up 46 fantasy points in Washington um, like less than a week ago. So, or it was last Wednesday. So, um, all right, moving on here. We got Miami at the Indiana taking on the Pacers. Um, no total in this game. Winslow is upgraded to questionable. He's not ruled out night before. And then on the – Pacer side of things, Brogdon and Sabonis are questionable. So, luckily for us, Kyle, this is a 7 o'clock game. Um, <laughs> let's start here with Miami. Anything standing out to you here for the Heat? Uh, yeah, so it's obviously a, a pretty tough matchup here. This is going to be probably one of the the slower-paced games. Pretty, two pretty good defensive teams. Um, definitely got to monitor some of these injuries, like you mentioned. Uh, even Sabonis, being, if he ends up being out, that could open up quite a few things value-wise. But um, – Honestly, not too much standing out on the Indiana side. I think the main option for me would be probably Aaron Holiday, who, you know, struggled last game, but the minutes have shown to be pretty steady. 
Um, definitely, he has the upside more with uh, McConnell out, but I expect Brogdon's gonna gonna sit here. I, I don't know. He has a game time decision, but um, I just don't feel like he's gonna play. Obviously, it's, we're way early on that. But uh, if Brogdon sits again, I think Holiday's gonna be a guy that you know at, his price actually went down, so he's at four nine on Fanduel now. So go back to him over here uh, on this uh, this slate with the Pacers going against the Heat. So that's pretty much it for me. I guess you can go to T.J. Warren as well, but that's only really if Brogdon's out. If Sabonis sits, obviously things are completely different. If both those guys are out, T.J. Warren and, and Miles Turner would be really good options, I think. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I just don't – I don't love this game. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll just say that. Like, I, I don't think this is a bad spot for Bam, especially if Sabonis sits. I think Bam is – a guy that you could definitely trust, like he's played at least 35 minutes now in seven straight games. Um, it's just the complete opposite of what we saw with Whiteside as the starting center for Miami Heat. Like he's getting the minutes, he's getting the run, he's getting all these high percentage shots. Like he almost, he was really close to triple doubling against Portland the other night. Like, you know, like the ceiling for Bam is 50, 60 fantasy points. So if Sabonis sits, um, I really like this spot for Bam. He's probably my favorite play from the Heat. He's probably really the only guy that I have any interest here in. With Goran Dragic coming off that monster game and getting a huge price increase, I don't really love that. If Winslow comes back, you know, Derek Jones Jr. probably loses his minutes that he's been getting. It's just a mess. And then on the Pacers side of things, if Sabonis plays, his price is at the point where I probably won't play him too much. Um, if Brogdon plays, probably won't play him much. If both of these guys sit, like, fire up TJ Warren, fire up Jeremy Lamb, fire, fire up Miles Turner. Uh, the yeah. usage for those guys are all going to go up. Yep, I totally agree with you. And obviously, it's hard to talk about those guys right now because, you know, Sabonis is he's been his first time being questionable for this for this injury on this slate anyway and then Brogdon's been dealing with that the whole pretty much the whole month so um yeah it's tough to to guess on these guys but I'm gonna guess that if I hadn't guessed Brogdon would sit and I think Sabonis would play uh so in that case I would I would have some interest in Aaron Holiday especially on FanDuel race 4-9 could be a pretty solid value play but there's actually a handful of pretty good uh, point guards on this slate so probably not a necessity yeah, I think Brogdon's getting really close, too. I think both these guys play, and we probably don't look at this game too much for what yeah. it's worth. So, Toronto at Charlotte, 209 total here. Toronto favored by four in this game. Siakam, Van Vliet, Gasol are all out. Norman Powell, there was a report that he's getting close, so we're just going to put him as questionable since this is a back-to-back and we don't have an injury report. So, And on the Charlotte side of things, Marvin Williams is questionable. You know, let's start here with Toronto. Like, Kyle Lowry was a lock and load play for everybody yesterday. Um, and there's no reason not to go right back to the well, in my opinion. Yeah, another good matchup. You know, this the Charlotte team, they do play pretty slow in pace, but they're not very good defensively by any means. So, you can definitely go back here with Lowry, and you kind of feel a little bit more comfortable with him, with uh, Van Vliet out. So, obviously, when Van Vliet's in, he could be the guy that takes over the game. And we've seen it happen plenty of times where uh, – Lowry kind of disappears into the shadows, but that's obviously less likely with Van Vliet sitting out. So I think Lowry's another really good play. Um, OG Ananobi is a guy who appeared to be on pace to get a ton of minutes in, in the game last night, and it didn't really happen. He got, I think it was 30, and he struggled mightily. I saw they took like two steals. Away. That's the worst, especially when you're playing Fandle where they get like two steals and then they're both gone by, you know, the end of the quarter or whatever because they do the adjustments. Um, but yeah. 
I think you can go back to him. He's going to be in a nice little value spot at, at a small forward where, you know, you got Giannis and Ingram up top. And then it really kind of uh, gets pretty ugly, to be honest, in the middle, in the mid-tier. So I think uh, you could find him as a, a possible value spot right there. So that'd be pretty much it for me, I think, which does seem weird because I, I should like more of these guys. You could play Patrick McCaw. He played 35 minutes last night, so he, they, he appears to be a guy who's going to step in and get some of these minutes. And it was kind of encouraging to see him get all the minutes rather than, you know, them split up him and Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis only played eight minutes, so um, I, th- I think that's pretty much it. They saw O'Shea Brissett get – I think he played like 25 minutes or something, uh, 22 minutes. So keep your mind on him. You can kind of – you could play him if you wanted to. I would just prefer to play a guy like Patrick McCall, though. Yeah, but the price difference, like O'Shea Brissett right. is thirty one hundred on DraftKings, um, where Patrick McCall is thirty nine. Like, yeah, eight hundred dollars difference. McCall is going to play more minutes. Uh, McCall's role is safer. He's going to start. He, he just doesn't shoot a ton. Um, I, I'm with you. I played a ton of OG. Um, Brissett played really well, and I think they just let him have some extra run there. So, um, I don't know if it was a season high, but I'm pretty sure it was pretty close for Brissett. Um, you know, playing twenty three minutes. So. If Powell's out again, Brissett being 3,100, I don't think he is the worst play in the world because they don't seem like they want to give Stanley Johnson minutes and, and these other guys minutes. So if they're going to give Brissett minutes and not like Matt Thomas and these guys, like yeah. I was shocked that like Matt Thomas got the minutes um, over Davis. I think a lot of people were shocked that happened, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but Lowry is definitely safe. Um, I love Rondé Hollis Jefferson here. He, he man charlotte is just so bad against bigs and with abaca's price being so high i think ronde hollis jefferson is a guy that could obviously have a really strong game here it's just abaca could crush in the spot too like he, he's coming off of a double double against portland that was a really close game portland made a huge fourth quarter push um to kind of you know beat toronto in that game but i, I just it's it, it's definitely um it's definitely interesting to see how this will play out with Toronto being on a back-to-back, but Lowry's going to play a ton of minutes. And the good thing about Toronto is like, we have a really good idea of where the starter minutes are going to be. They're going to play these guys a ton of minutes. Yeah. They've always been pretty tight with the rotation. So that's, that is nice. Um, yeah. And it's been nice to see RHJ kind of solidify himself ever since those two or three games around Christmas time. I know Christmas day was kind of that first one where they uh, didn't really, they played Boucher a ton of minutes over him, but, uh, over the last four games or so, it's been more stable for him. He's gotten 25 or more in the last four games. So, yeah, I think he's a pretty strong value play in this one as well. Uh, let's talk Charlotte here. You know, my boy Graham's price keeps going down, keeps going down. Um, Charlotte's just not a team that I've, I've been playing a ton of this season. Like, you know, Rogier is coming off of three strong, really three really strong games. It's not the greatest matchup here against Toronto for Charlotte, but I feel like we could definitely look at a couple pieces here, but um, I'm not like super excited to play these guys. Yeah. I think there's one guy that always pops for me and that's mainly do right now because of, uh, you know, Michael Gilchrist has been out a while and then Marvin Williams missed last game. So PJ Washington's been popping for me just because his minutes are so solidified. You know, we, we went through a stretch where, he was playing, you know, sometimes he'd play 25, sometimes he'd play 30, sometimes he'd play even like 18 or so. So, but now with those guys out, so if Marvin Williams and MKG are out, once again, I would assume he'd be almost a lock for like 30 minutes and he has upside for more. 
then he's a guy that can get going scoring wise. So he's a guy that I tend to like when when the minutes seem to be there. So that that looks to be the case if those guys are out once again. But so that'd probably be it for me from this side. You can always play Devonte Graham. Like you can play him, I think, in any slate in any matchup because he's got upside for forty minutes in any game, really. But um, I don't know if I get to him too much in this one. But PJ Washington's a guy that I would definitely have some interest in if Marvin Williams and MKG sat. Yeah, if we get news of Marvin Williams since I think the other guy you could potentially look at here is Miles Bridges. Um, yeah. you know, his minutes have been much higher here recently. He's been playing really good basketball too. Uh, 5,100, he's a guy that could easily like 7X that. So uh, Miles Bridges is another guy that I wanted to throw out there. I, I don't think a lot of these guys correlate too well, but I, I do think like if you're running like two Toronto players, you can run back with two Charlotte players. And if this game stays close, and I think it's more likely to stay close, too, with this being a back-to-back for Toronto and all the injuries for Toronto. Um, so I, I kind of like this game. I, I think this game could be sneaky as a 209 yeah. total, um, a little bit sneakier than the total kind of puts off here. Uh, San Antonio at Boston, no total in this one. Uh, San Antonio is good to go. Kimba and Daniel Tice, both are questionable here. Um, let's start with San Antonio. Anything popping here for the Spurs? Um, I mean, not, not too much. The only guy that I have, you know, a little bit of interest in is DeJounte Murray. The minutes have been looking pretty solid. I know he missed the one game from the, uh, the personal issues, but other than that, he's been around 25 minutes, which has been, you know, obviously you'd like to see him play more. And if you're going to roster a guy with confidence, you'd probably want a guy to say, Hey, he's going to play 30 minutes, but he's a really good permanent player. And, you know, he's been around 25 minutes, you know, game in and game out for the past, you know, since December 14th, really. He's been around 25 or even more. So um, I, I think he's probably the only guy that I have interest in from the Spurs. Yeah, I don't mind DeJounte Murray. Um, I, I never hate playing LaMarcus Aldridge. And he's a guy that he, he has such a nice floor. Like, if you end up in that range, like, you almost know that he's going to get you 30. But he's also a guy that can get you, like, 45, 50. Um, so I I always – whenever I end up in that range at, like, a forward spot, like, I always, like, end up on, like, LaMarcus Aldridge. Like, you know, Favors is in that price range, Jamal Murray, Hayward, Middleton, those guys. And, like, for me, it's just – I always kind of take the floor with, like, LaMarcus because I know that I'm always – almost always going to get 30. It's just more of am I going to get that 45-50 game. He's never going to really kill you and – you know, I know that's not what we're looking for in tournaments, but, you know, he has the ceiling in tournaments too. So, um, I, I don't ever mind playing him. But, you know, DeRozan's price is not the worst, but it is a tough matchup here. So, I don't necessarily love him in this spot. And then on the Boston side, you know, obviously it's tough to break this one down because we got to see what's going to happen with Kemba. If Kemba sits, like Tatum, Brown, Hayward, Smart, Cancer, all these guys are in play. You know, it's not the greatest matchup. This is not the fastest-paced game in the world. But it is a game that, you know, uh, it's not going to be the worst game on the slate. Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously things are going to change if Kemba plays. Um, not sure if you have a lean on it. I don't think I do, but if he sits again. I don't think anybody again, does. Like, illness. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They yeah, it's hard to shoot around, so. Yeah, it's hard to judge that. I think a sneaky uh, upside a minute's upside would be an upgrade for Cantor if Ty sits. Um, we've seen Cantor, you know, be around, you know, 22, 23 minutes for the majority of the, of the time here. But with Robert Williams out, with Vincent Poirier out, they wouldn't really have another 
true backup center unless they they're gonna run Taco Fall out there for a ton of minutes, which I don't think they do. So if Daniel Tice, the G League, is he back up? Uh, I don't know. I just saw him. I know he was up a few days ago or a few games ago when they when Brad Stevens had the crowd hyping him up to get him in or whatever. So that's honestly the last time I. I'm gonna knew. look really quick while you okay. do when. Yeah, so I mean, they could they could play Grant Williams at the five. They've done that here and there, but for the most part, he's a he's a smaller guy, so he doesn't really play too much five. So if Tice sits here, Cantor is probably in line for a few, at least a few minutes extra, you know, run. So this is a this is a pretty good matchup. They do the Spurs do play pretty slow, but they're pretty bad defensively. So pretty good spot for for the Celtics here. So if Tice sits, I think Cantor is probably one of the safer plays in that tier at the center position and then if if Kemba sits you can go right back to Marcus Smart in this one I think he should be up there as probably one of the top value plays if Kemba sits yeah so he is up with the team so okay yeah so I I don't see them like running him out there for 20 minutes or anything like he they haven't shown that they do that at all and we've known that they've had center issues where we didn't even know who they were gonna throw out there with uh we've seen Robert Williams canter in Tice all be injured at the same time. And Taco Fall really just hasn't gotten much run. So I don't expect them to run him out there for a ton of minutes. So I think Cantor could see a nice little boost here. I wouldn't be surprised to see Taco Fall maybe play like 10 to 15 minutes. But for the most part, I think this could get Cantor to like 25, 28. And that's a nice little boost considering he's a really good permanent guy. Yeah. You know, I'm always down to play some Cantor. So (laughs) he's just a guy that could easily be like a – fantasy point per minute guy and like he he's easily a guy that could be a two fantasy point per minute guy so like anytime Cantor is projected to play like 25 minutes like even if he only gets like a five minute bump that's fine with me like play 25 minutes at 5600 against the Spurs I'm in so um definitely like the Cantor call do not play Taco Fall so (laughs) yeah don't do that to yourself but um yeah this is a game that's really is going to depend on injuries. Like really, I think Kimba plays for what it's worth. And I do think um, Tice sits. So we'll have to kind of see like anytime you get an upgrade to questionable, like Kimba did, you're probably more likely to play than sit. So yeah, that's fair. All right. Best game on the slate, Houston at Atlanta. This game's gorgeous. Um, 235 total Houston's favored by eight Westbrook's out. Gerald green's out. Nene is out. Um, And on the Atlanta side, Parker's out. James Harden, he could be 15K, and I'd play him in this spot. Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard not to love him in this one, especially. With him what, and Capella, what? like, it's just – Yeah. Man. Yeah, and the price is actually really nice on Capella, especially over on FanDuel where he's 7-6. Uh, on DraftKings, he is, let me look, 7-8. Uh, so, anytime a guy's cheaper over on FanDuel, it's kind of like, okay, got to check this out. But, um, yeah, so I think Capella's a really strong play. Harden's a really good play. Eric Gordon, I think you could play here. Um, I think you should have interest in one of either House or Gordon. And the thing, I, I've already built a lineup, you know, like a dummy lineup, and I'm already trying to decide if these two would be, you know, good to play together. I'm not sure how I feel about that quite yet because we haven't really seen them play together too much this year with uh, Gordon being out for so long. But the minutes have been there for both of them in the last two or the last three games since Gordon returned with uh, House playing 32, 30, and 29. And then Gordon, he's been a little bit limited, but he got up to 29 in his last game after starting off at 22 and then 26 minutes. So, you know, I think they're both pretty strong value plays, and I think it might be a game where you play 
maybe three to four Rockets on your team. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a really good spot for this, this whole game. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, love Capella, love Harden. Like, outside of that, like, you know, you can mix, you know, mix and match here. Eric Gordon, 4,400. Austin Rivers, 4,500. Austin Rivers' minutes have kind of disappeared here with Eric Gordon out. But Daniel House is already playing, you know, 30 to 33 minutes, 34 minutes a game. Um, P.J. Tucker is already playing a ton of minutes. So, like, the minutes are going somewhere. And I think they'll go to Austin Rivers before they go to, like, Ben McLemore here with, yeah. with Westbrook out. So, and, like, honestly, if it's not, like, it could be Chris Clemens because he just got recalled. So, like, he could be a guy that potentially, you know, gets a little extra um, – gets some minutes or something here. So, like, it, it would be interesting. But, like, really, like, Harden and Capella. Capella is just in a hawk smash spot. Like, this is just, like, yeah. all, all the money on Capella here. Like, yeah, I love him in this spot. And then on the Atlanta side, like – I know Trey Young's expensive, but this is a great spot. He put up 52 fantasy points the first time these two teams met. If we're projecting this game to be the highest scoring game, we've already talked about a lot of avenues for value on this slate. Like Harden, Capella, Trey Young might be one of the most popular three-man stacks that we see. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I think Trey Young will actually be extremely popular on Fanduel. He's actually 9K over there, so. Way, way too cheap, I think. Uh, I think people will recognize that right off the bat. So I, he'll probably be the highest on player on the entire slate. I think he'll be even more popular than Harden. And those two being the same game, just a natural fit for people um, to play these guys. And it's it's kind of hard when, you know, you're just staring down the barrel of, you know, a chalk that's 70% and you're like, dang, it's really good chalk. So um, that's kind of how I'm, I'm feeling now, at, you know, before the night before the day of the slate. So. Yeah, I mean, Trey Young's a great play. You can play John Collins in this one, too. He's 7-4 on, on FanDuel and uh, 8K on drafting, so another guy who's a lot cheaper on FanDuel. So it looks like FanDuel just priced these uh, uh, Atlanta Hawks just cheaper than DraftKings did. But the the guy that I really like that I'm hoping will be a little contrarian is Kevin Herter. Yep. I've been playing a ton of him. He's been on, on a roll, and I think it's mostly because he's kind of seen the secondary ball handling duties with uh, – you know, he'll split time with Trey Young. They'll actually pull Trey Young out about halfway through the first, and then Kevin Herter will get some point guard runs. So he's really been crushing over the last four games, and the price is, just hasn't caught up really. He's 5-7 on FanDuel. Um, so I think you can – he's 6-2 on drafting. So I think you can pay those price tags for him. Um, and I, obviously it's a really good matchup. So he's a guy that I like who I hope will go into the radar. No, I like him a lot for tournaments too. I'm right there with you. Um he just he's getting all these looks like shooting threes and like this dude's just yeah. been like a six x machine, um, six to seven x like over the last four games and now he gets a matchup with Houston like this and no Jabari Parker like you know that that's always good too that you don't really have to worry about that. I think that if you don't want to like really hurt yourself in, in salary cap here or anything like that and like you can't you don't want to play Trey Young, I, I think like going Herder and like. I even think that Cam Reddish on DraftKings at 3,300 is in play. I know he only played 19 minutes the other night against Denver. But without Parker, like, I could see Reddish playing, like, 25 minutes in this game. And just even at 25 minutes, if he puts up, you know, 20 to 25 fantasy points at 3,300, like, he, he's just helping the overall dynamic of your team, um, especially when you're wanting to play so many pieces of this game. And, you know, if you're game stacking this game – I want Cam Reddish to come off the bench, um, you know. So, yeah. 
I, and I don't see DeAndre Hunter playing 37 minutes again. Like, he played 37 minutes against Denver. I think this matchup is more of a Cam Reddish, smaller-type matchup, too. Yeah, and then one thing to know, I just looked it up real quick, actually, because I was curious. But over the last four games so we where we've seen Kevin Herter just crush, um, he's averaging eight potential assists a game over those four games. So, obviously, that's a, a pretty strong number for a guy who is only playing, you know, the backup point guard minutes, really. I mean, he is starting, but he's getting that those secondary point guard minutes. Trey Young averaging 20 potential assists. But, um, yeah, Kevin Herter eight is pretty solid for a guy who typically known for just being a scorer, but seeing him get all these shots up, now he's adding the ability to to rebound as well as to get these assists. He's kind of becoming a, a pretty well-rounded player that can, you know, put up stats and you know all the different categories for DFS, which is obviously really nice. All right, moving on, we got Denver at Dallas, 217.5 total here. Dallas favored by 1.5. Uh, Will Barton is out for this one, and Porzingis is out on the Dallas side. Do you think Will Barton being out kind of affects this? Um, do we think maybe – Gary Harris or Michael Porter Jr. become more interesting? I sure hope it's Michael Porter Jr. I just kind of want to see <laughs> I just want to see him play a little bit, but uh it is hard to trust because you know they can do so many different things because they are such a deep team. Uh, I, I really don't know how much how much Gary Harris benefits from it minutes wise. He could, you know, get a few extra looks here and there, but last three games he's played 36, 31, and then 36. So he's just a guy that plays a ton of minutes already. But they could give the minutes to Malik Beasley. They could give the minutes to Monty Morris. They could give them to Torrey Craig. They could give them to Michael Porter. They could give them to Hernan Gomez. They could give them to a bunch of different players. So um, it's tough. Obviously, my my gut would say I think Michael Porter and probably Malik Beasley will get a few extra minutes. But um, I would prefer to see Michael Porter. I think he'd be a you know more fun DFS play. But you know I, I think that the interesting one that is probably safer is Monty Morris. He's already getting the backup point guard minutes. So. You know, if you play him, you're kind of counting on 15 to 17, 18 minutes a game um, without any kind of boost. So, you know, you take Will Barton out, maybe he gets up to 23, 24. He's a pretty good permanent guy. So Monty Morris could be a sneaky value play, but these guys definitely come with risk because of all the depth that they have on the wings. Yeah, I'm probably going to take some shots here on Porter. Like, yeah, it, it to me, it's like, is Porter going to get the minutes – you know, or is it going to be like a Tory Craig? And I think that I think Porter's earned the minutes. So I think like Porter plays like 25 minutes and I think yeah. in 25 minutes here against Dallas, like he could hit value. So Will Barton being out is, is 30 to 35 minutes. So like, even if like, even if Porter gains like seven minutes, eight minutes, like it's such a huge bump at his price. Um, I'm not playing Tory Craig. I don't care if he gets the minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, I guess we should talk about Jokic um, if you want to. You know how much I love Jokic. Um, I love fading him. <laughs> did you fade him last game? I did. Oh. Darn. Did he go off? Oh, yeah, he went off. I think he had, like, 73. Yeah, that, that's fine. Play. So, I'm good for the rest of the month. Like, he had his <laughs> yeah, that, That's true. That's true. He had his career high game. Against, and, look, <laughs> it's against Atlanta. Same thing I was just talking about Capella. Maybe I yep. should have played Jokic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Jokic is – I think he's in a fine spot. Um, I think this actually is going to be a pretty interesting game. This will be a really good game to just watch without any kind of DFS implications. I mean, obviously games are better when you got money on them, but this I think will be a really good real-life NBA game. But we've talked about two centers that I think I like a little bit more than Jokic, and that's Vooch and, and Capella, and then maybe even Cantor if Tice is out. So don't know if I get to Jokic a ton, and you know, with all the depth that they have. I will say with Barton being out, potentially opens up a few extra uh, – 
scoring opportunities because Barton's been a guy who he's been getting a lot of shots up. So um, I think him or him and Murray have the potential to add, you know, a few shots to their, their opportunity here in this one. But um, I don't know how much – this seems really hard to kind of measure because of all the depth that they have and all the guys that they have that can pick up extra shots and opportunities. So it is tough. Yeah, my issue with Jamal Murray here is Dallas allows the second fewest fantasy points per game to point guards. Like, they, they've just been really good against point guards all season. So, like, that's why I was asking, like, maybe Gary Harris puts up, yeah, you know, four to six extra shots here or something. And, like, he, he's just been shooting terrible. Like, the shot attempts, the minutes, everything's fine for Gary Harris. He's just been shooting terrible. And he's 4K. I think he's worth a shot. I think Jokic is – playable here all joking aside like I pick on him and I joke around about him a lot but I I do think he's a guy that's definitely in play here as well on the Dallas side of things playing Luka over Harden is definitely going to be contrarian today um, in my opinion and like it shouldn't be ever but it is Um, it's going to be contrarian today yeah definitely and you know with them being similar price that he's actually Luka's actually more expensive on uh, on FanDuel while Harden's more expensive on drafting. So it definitely will be contrarian. It's going to be interesting to see who's defending him because, you know, Denver is known for um, having one of these guys go out of their way to, to lock down the ball handler. So he last struggled year we saw him, mightily in the first game they played. Yeah, and, and I, I, I think going back to look and see who they had on him primarily would be helpful because if, if they are using a guy like Torrey Craig or Malik Beasley, which is what they did a lot last year, um, especially in the playoffs, they use Torrey Craig a lot on primary ball handlers. So – if they play him, it could it could mean a guy like Michael Porter doesn't get more minutes, but they use Gary Harris on him. It could mean you know a spot opens up for a guy like Michael Porter. So that's something to at least look at if you if you wanted to kind of have that knowledge. It could be a, a, a way to indicate who's going to get the minutes there. But definitely will be contrarian, and you can play him in any matchup. Even though you're right, he did struggle in that first matchup against Denver. But um, yeah, I think you can go back here, and then another guy that I'm I might be a little bit. I'd, disappointed with after I play him as Tim Hardaway but he looked really good in, in that game that he returned back from the injury I know he only played 21 minutes but got off to a really hot start and with no Porzingis he's just been a guy who is pretty much a secondary scorer for this team and they're gonna need that they, like, they can't lean on Luka for the entire game like Luka's gonna score if he's even if he goes for 40 this team's gotta you know they gotta score around 100 right so um, there's gonna be points to, to be put up on the board and Tim Hardaway's kind of in that second guy here so I like I like Tim Hardaway a little bit. Uh, yeah, and his price came down. So yeah. like th- that's always uh, positive. So, um, you know, outside of that, like the the center situation, like the minutes have been there. It's just I hate the price increase that we've had for Maxi and, yeah. and like Powell. These guys are going to have to play minutes here against Jokic. Um, it's just. Do you really want to play these guys, you know, and there's so many that we've already talked about center wise that I don't know if I end up on these guys. Um, it will be interesting. I will, I am going to go back and kind of look at um, what you were talking about. Cause like he, he, he did okay against them last year. He put up 53 and 55 fantasy points and at a different time. Like he's obviously doing a lot more, but he almost triple doubled in both games against them last year. So I, I do want to go back and kind of look and yeah. see, I might even rewatch that game. Or, or a little bit of that game just to kind of see what they were doing. So, uh, Chicago at New Orleans, no total in this game. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. is out for this game on the Chicago side. Otto Porter is out. And then on the New Orleans side, Drew is already ruled out. Um, 
Darius Miller and Zion Williamson is still out as well. Um, this game, like, Marketing it was probable. So I don't know why there's no total in this game, but there is no total. Um, let's start here with Chicago. Zach Levine's price is insane, but like he might be one of the ultra like contrarian tournament plays on the slate. Yeah, I never mind paying up for guys in this mid tier. You know, just like if they're they seem just a little bit overpriced because especially if they're gonna be contrarian. Um the price on Levine is you're right, it is pretty uh, hefty. You're paying a pretty steep price tag. And I think especially on FanDuel, it is it is kind of tough to play him because, you know, you have Harden over there, which kind of seems like you're just locking in one of those spots with Harden. But, um, yeah, it's obviously a really good matchup for him. The main the main thing that I think will be the important thing to monitor is what, what's going to happen with these minutes with Wendell Carter out. Are they going to start Thaddeus Young? Are they going to start Daniel Gafford? Is marketing going to start at the five? Um, they, it looks like they gave the price hike to both Thaddeus Young and Daniel Gafford on, uh, on FanDuel. So – might be tough to play those guys there, but it is a really good matchup. Um, I think you could still play Thaddeus Young at this price. I just don't know how confident I would be in a guy like Daniel Gafford, who, you know, he showed spurts of being a, a pretty solid permanent player here and there, but um, at 4-7, don't know if I have a whole lot of confidence in that. But I think Laurie Markman is a really good play, especially considering he's a lock to at least add a few extra center minutes, at least I would think. So he played 35 uh, last game, and that's the most he's seen since, you know, middle of December. So obviously that game, Give him a few extra minutes there. And, you know, last year when we saw him playing the center, that's when we saw him, you know, really have some really solid games. So I think marketing would be probably the main interest for me on the Chicago side. About uh, Thaddeus Young. Yeah, I mean, it's going to come down to seeing who starts. You know, if, if Gafford I, starts. I think Thad starts at the four, right? Thad yeah, starts I agree. at the four and marketing starts at the five. Oh yeah, but you know you never know with with Boylan, so you just want <laughs> to just wait know. and see. I don't want it's so hard to predict with him, but yeah, I think Thaddeus Young would be a really good play if he's in the starting lineup again. And the price I think is okay, even at five four on Fanduel. So I don't think it's gone up too much. I think that's still a good price for him. All right, let's talk New Orleans here. Um, I, I talked about it last time that we did the podcast. Um, was it Monday that if Drew wasn't going to play, like Brandon Ingram's usage goes really crazy. Yeah. And I ended up not playing him because it was a matchup against Utah. It was a tough matchup. But he took 26 shots. Like, he had yeah. an insane usage. Um, we kind of expected that, though. Like, you know, his usage for that game was 35%. Um, we already know Drew's out. I know he's expensive here, but, like, if he's going to get that type of, you know, usage here, I think he's definitely someone we need to – at least consider Alonzo Ball has been playing great. Um, it's JJ Redick is kind of priced a little bit higher now. Like he was a nice value the other night at, at 44. Now he's come up. Josh Hart is still cheap. It's just, you know, I, I probably would prefer playing Josh Hart just because of the price. Yeah. I, I think Alonzo Ball is probably my favorite guy from this, from this side. Um, I just feel the most confident in him and, no, I'm, I kind of mentioned it. Shooting guard, it kind of feels like you have one spot locked up with Harden, especially when you're playing on, on sites like Fandle where you don't have the multi-position eligibility. But I think Hart's a really strong value play too. Um, and you definitely can go back to Ingram. This is another one where kind of a sneaky, uh, tough match. I guess not a great matchup for Chicago like they have been in years past where you know, they're a pretty solid defensive team. So I think Lonzo Ball is probably my favorite target, especially on Fandle where he's 6,300. Um, I just think the minutes are so so secure. DraftKings a little bit different because he's seven four over there, so he's not as good of a play. But on on, on Fanduel, I think he's an amazing play at six three. The minutes are 
essentially locked into 32 minimum with upside for more. And his rates have been really strong with Holiday out. And even really since they put him back into the starting lineup and really stopped holding back. And I don't know if you saw this when we were doing the uh, Roto-Grinder season-long draft, but I drafted Lonzo Ball and was just hyping him up, saying he was going to be the the Pelicans MVP and the most improved player and blah, blah, blah. So it's good to see him actually start doing something. And I think with Holiday out, it's, it's another good spot for him. My team is so terrible in that league. My team is so bad. Like, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm on a second, two game win streak. I'm on a two game my, win streak, and I only have three wins, so I'm with you. My my second pick in that league was DeAndre Ayton. So, oh yeah, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> in a 16 team league, you know, you can't lose one of your top picks. Um, yep. I see. I come on the IR right now, so I know the pain. Yeah, you know the feeling for sure. So yeah. Um. All right, moving on. We got the Knicks at Utah, two eighteen and a half total. Utah favored by eleven. Um, we're just gonna say Marcus Morris, DSJ, they're questionable. Um, we don't know. It's a back to back for New York. They're playing the Lakers. Um, they're going into Utah. Mike Conley's still out for Utah. This game's ugly. Like yeah. I, I don't love this game. I, I think Utah handles this game without any issues and. Honestly, I probably don't play a lot from this game unless some people get ruled out from New York, but there's not anything that, like, I have to have here. Yeah, I think Donovan Mitchell's a, a strong contrarian option. You know, he's, I don't think anybody's going to play him, honestly, with Harden and, you know, with some of these other shooting guards, especially if, if Smart is open, opens up as one of the better value plays. Nobody's going to play him, and it is a pretty good matchup, but you mentioned it, you know, it's, it's kind of an ugly game, hard to get behind a whole lot, um, and I really don't love much else. You could go to R.J. Barrett. He's 5K on, on FanDuel, so the price is okay over there. Um, and he's uh, 5'7 on DraftKings. But other than that, that's really all I can really get behind in this game. What what do you really like? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I was just checking. Bobby Portis just got ejected. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I wish that Who was knows? like a, a non-typical thing. Yeah, what's new? Um, I'm sorry. I'm over here. I'm I'm tilting so hard. Dwayne Dedman is playing all the minutes over Giles. <laughs> it's just oh, NBA basketball. So much fun. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I just I, I don't like this game for New York. I don't even like this game for Utah because I, I just don't see these guys having to play a ton of minutes. Like if I was gonna take a shot on somebody from Utah, it'd probably be like Jordan Clarkson or somebody. Yeah, I, that makes a lot of sense, actually, going to the to the bench unit, especially for a guy who can get going scoring-wise. I actually like that call pretty good amount. Um, but, yeah, you, you, you've you nailed it. It's kind of an ugly game. But I like the Clarkson call. All right. All that fun, all that fun. Let's move on to the last game on the slate. Another game that's so much fun. <laughs> uh, the Bucks at Golden State. This game would be a ton of fun if um, Golden State's whole roster wasn't on the bench. Um <laughs> Hill is out for Milwaukee, and then on the Golden State side, Marquise Chris is not with the team. He's out. Looney's out. Russell's out. Um, Draymond's back. Let's start here with Milwaukee. Is this a spot like – I know that Giannis is probable heading into this game, but is this a spot that like we get the 130 injury report or the 530 injury report and like we get a downgraded Giannis to like questionable here? Yeah, that was my exact thought, too. I was like, even though he's probable, it feels like this might be a game where he sits. But um, obviously hard to to guess that. But, you, yeah, I kind of have that same kind of feeling as well. Well, they, they kind of have to let us know early in the day. Yeah. Um, 
per the injury rules and stuff like that. But like him being him just having a tag makes it easier for them to rest him here. Like if Giannis doesn't play in this game, play play Ilasova on every team. (laughs) You got the price decrease. Like just play Ilasova on every team. Yeah, I mean, I think you can even play some of these bench guys in hopes that the game kind of blows out. A guy that I think is somewhat sneaky is DiVincenzo, who you, you kind of feel he's got the, the 25 to 26 minutes locked in due to being a starter. And now with George Hill out, he's going to get those those backup point guard minutes too. So he's somewhat interesting in the spot where the game is probably going to blow out because the Warriors suck. But, um, but yeah, that's it's tough to have interest in this game. It's really – Obviously, it's a great matchup, but to stack Giannis up against guys like Harden and Luka, and, you know, Harden's in a great spot, and Luka at least should be in a close game. So it's tough to really have any have a ton of interest in Giannis. <laughs> tough indeed. Um, tough indeed. It, it, like, I'm not playing Giannis. I'll, I'll just be honest. Like, Giannis is not a guy that I have any interest in whatsoever. If Giannis sits, then I have interest in Milwaukee guys. But outside yeah. of that, I just – I don't have a ton of interest in any of these guys. Like, honestly, I think that if you really want to take a flyer on Ilasova, even if Giannis plays and this game gets out of hand and Ilasova gets minutes, like, I don't hate it under 4K uh, because he is a guy that in 20 minutes can put up 30 fantasy points against Golden State. So, I don't hate that. Um, Pat Cunnington's back too, which definitely um, makes a little bit of a difference. He plays like 25 minutes a night, so – Pat Cunnington's actually kind of interesting here too. Yeah. Like just because he's going to play 25 minutes and if this game turns into a blowout, maybe he plays 30 minutes. Um, you know, he doesn't typically get a lot of blowout run and maybe with the thigh injury, he doesn't play as much, but he's somewhat interesting. As far as Golden State goes, like, I don't know what Golden State's doing at this point. Like Alec Burks, his minutes are absolutely all over the place. Draymond Green, like, it doesn't seem like they want to play him a ton of minutes right now. Um, like, even, like, Damian Lee and these guys, like, it's just the minutes are just good luck figuring out where the minutes are going to come from. I really wanted to pull the trigger on Willie Cauley-Stein the other night, and I'm so mad at myself that I didn't. Um, going back to Sacramento with everybody – with Draymond out and everything, it's just – I think the safest player as far as minutes goes is, is like – Glenn Robinson or one of these guys. Like, I don't trust anybody for Golden State. Yeah, I think Glenn Robinson. And then also, they have been kind of up and down. But they've been – I just don't think he's a guy that just plays a ton of minutes anyway. But um, as Damian Lee, they you know, they talked about how they're converting his two-way contract into a standard deal after they waived Chris. So they're kind of narrowing down their roster and they've made it a point to kind of keep him on their, on their active roster. So he's someone I think that is going to be pretty involved in the rotation – but, you know, don't really love it. He's a shooting guard on a slate with, like I said, Harden. And then if we get Marcus Smart as without Kemba, they're the same price. So it is tough. But I, I think you're right. Him and I think Glenn Robinson are the two guys you really feel comfortable with. It's really hard to even feel comfortable with Draymond. You know, the, the minutes have been really scary for him. You know, if he goes out and plays 35 minutes, he's a great play because he's 5'7". But who knows? So it's tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Marquise Chris being waived is obviously good for Spellman and Pascal. Um, yeah. But, you know, Pascal played 31 minutes the other night with Draymond out, like, and didn't do anything. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I know he was chalk and, like, a lot of us played him. But, you know, I, I just – I don't trust anybody from Golden State at this point. Like, 
if they were giving Burks the minutes, I would play him on every slate. Um, but they're just they're just not giving him a ton of minutes right now. So yeah. Um, and like to make my night worse, like Bobby Portis' ejection was because he hit um KCP in the head. So I don't know. KCP <laughs> concussion out. Oh, um, I don't know if he's actually out or not, but I just it was I was scrolling and I saw that. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's get into the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, give me your favorite play under 5K to 7X. Yeah, so this one is – I think I feel pretty confident. It's Daniel House. Um, it was between him or some other – there are a few other guys. There are a few other options in this in this particular range, but I think House is the guy I feel most confident in. Obviously, a really good spot. I think he gets some bumps with uh, – Westbrook out mainly in usage and also minutes and other rates. So I think he's a pretty strong play at four or five on DraftKings. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, the guy that I really wanted is 5,100. Um, I'm going to kind of follow you here on Houston and, and just say Eric Gordon. Um, I, I feel like one of us will be right. I feel like yeah, one definitely. of those two guys – you know, go seven X, like, you know, you got Josh Hart, you got some of these guys that, you know, you could take shots on um, if you want to take some shots, but um, yeah, like it's, it'd be interesting to see. Um, Like Michael Porter was my other guy, but I want to look more into that Denver situation before I fully ride the Michael Porter train Um, over eight K to go under five X. Who's your bus today? No, this one's scary because if this game somehow stays close, he probably crushes. But I'm gonna go with Giannis. I just mainly easy answer. Yeah, I just don't <laughs> see a way I play him with, especially on on Fanduel. I guess on DraftKings you could say, hey, I'll play him. He's a thousand dollars cheaper than, or more than a thousand dollars cheaper than Harden. Say, hey, hopefully this game stays close. He's gonna be low owned. But on Fanduel, the pricing's a lot closer over there, so I don't see any way I play him. So I'm just gonna say he's gonna be the guy for me. Yeah, mine is just more, I feel like, is blowout risk, and that's Donovan Mitchell. If for some reason this game stays close, he probably absolutely crushes here. But I'm going to say Donovan Mitchell, just because the game doesn't stay close and he ends up playing, like, low 30s minutes instead of his high 30 minutes here. So, And he's a guy even in, in games that blow out that he gets minutes sometimes. So, like, it's not the safest fade, but, again, um, don't mind it. Uh, yeah. Give me your favorite 6X play on the slate. All right, so I'm going to give you two because I have site-dependent one. So the first one is Lonzo on FanDuel because I think he's just way too cheap over there. Uh, 6-3 on FanDuel. I like him a lot. And then on DraftKings, it's Kevin Herter in that game that we talked about plenty of times, so we love that game. So uh, those are my two guys. I like the Herter call a lot. Like I'm, I'm all about Herter on the slate. I'm right there with you. Um, really like him. I'm actually going to – I think my answer is going to shock some people today. I'm going to go Bam, um, Ibayo. Adebayo against um, the Pacers. I just, man, I I, th- I just see him. Big game here. Uh, I really do see a big game here from him. Um, so, I know he needs a lot, but I think this is a game he goes for 50-plus. Um, could be wrong. Who knows? We'll see. We'll find out. Uh, give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day. Yeah, so this one depends on injury a little bit. But if Marvin Williams and MKG are out, I think P.J. Washington's a really interesting play. Don't think anyone is going to want to, you know, go for him here. And then tough matchup against Toronto, slow, probably a slow-paced game, probably even a low-scoring game. But he's a guy who you, I would probably project for 32, 33 minutes with those guys out. So I'm going to go with P.J. Washington. Um, I'm going to go with D.J. Augustine. 
I, I, again, I don't think that um, a lot of people will play DJ Augustine here. So I'm going to go with DJ Augustine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> DJ Augustine is either really good or really bad. So yeah. I'm not telling you to play DJ Augustine in cash games by any means because he's really good or really bad. Um, game selection question. Give me a tournament or cash game that's standing out to you today. Yeah, so it's going to be a tournament as always, because that's all I play. But um, it's one's, I think it's Big T's favorite contest. It's a $100 windmill because, uh, you know, he loves windmills. So it's a $100 fan duel, single entry. Um, obviously, I like single entry. We don't want to have any uh, issues with 300 lineups. Don't have to deal with that in this contest over here. What, your so, wife's not playing? Nope. Nope, she doesn't. We don't We don't break rules here. So, uh, <laughs> no, but all seriousness. I think it's a pretty good contest because single entry, you know, allows you to kind of narrow in your core. And also the, the payout structure isn't anything too crazy pretty balanced up up and down so i think it's a pretty strong contest and uh, only 228 people so i like to keep it a little bit smaller than normal so that's what i'm going with yeah i'm gonna go single entry as well um 27 fast break single entry tournament over there on DraftKings. i hate that this pays out so much to the top 10 it's 42.5 percent but it pays out almost 25 percent of the field it's a really strong tournament only 431 people you know, I, I've talked about a lot of different tournaments, and I hope it's helping you guys. But um, this one is another one, you know, for your mid-stakes guys that I really like over there on DraftKings. So I've had a lot of people tweet me about tiers contests that I was talking about the other day, telling you guys those things are soft. Um, last but not least, favorite over-under. I know we don't have a ton of them. Is there any of them that stand out to you? If not, we can kind of skip it if you want. Yeah, so I think the Houston-Atlanta game is just going to have a massive over, and part of me likes to go with the over in that one. But I'm actually going to say the over is going to hit in the Denver-Dallas game. I know Denver's known for being a pretty strong defensive team, but we've seen them get into some uh, high-scoring games here recently. And, you know, obviously Dallas is one of the better offensive teams in the NBA. So I'm going to go with the over on that one. I'm assuming it's not going to be too high. I'm not sure if we have one on that it's yet. It's 217 and a half. Okay, I'll take the over on that. I like that one. I'm going to go with one that I feel like is kind of off the board. Toronto at Charlotte, 209 total. I'm going to take the over in that game. I don't think that Toronto plays as well here on the second end of the back-to-back. Kind of a sloppier game. Um, I'm going to take the over in that one. Um, I think that's a game that we could see move a few points too. So, like uh, Kyle, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no, I'm all excited. Just uh, wish everyone good luck. And, yeah, hopefully everyone had a uh, good holiday season. and Good luck in 2020. All right, that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday talking NBA and NFL. Um, Grant and I will get you ready for this weekend's NFL games and the smaller slate that we have for NBA on Thursday. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.